This is 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. David Jackson is an investigative reporter for Injustice Watch. David, I was just sharing that in 2014, Illinois seniors were swindled out of $5 million. Last year, it was $75 million. What is happening? And is 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 we should have safeguards in place, right? Uh, thank you, Lisa Dent and, and WGN audience for listening to this. Absolutely. Uh, financial exploitation of older adults is exploding in Illinois. And our investigation found that state protective systems at the same time are collapsing. Okay, so is there any one way that our seniors are being swindled, or is it the same way everyone's being swindled? Is it in person, on the phone, or is it online? When you look at the perpetrators, Lisa, by number, the majority are family members. But by dollar amount, the swindlers with the biggest financial losses to seniors are criminals, financial professionals, and strangers. So we really think there are a number of things that seniors can do to protect themselves and present, prevent this sort of financial abuse. So you have your own family members swindling money from you. You have financial people swindling money for you or those identifying as that. You have the criminals who get you online or come to your door. My gosh, that's, uh, that, that's not good to hear. And I just can't believe that it's $75 million, and over the course of less than 10 years, it's increased from 5 to $75 million. So what do we say to our seniors? How do we keep them safe? Well, first of all, build your support network. That means if you are a person um, above, say, age 50 or 60 or 65, build your support network. Talk about your finances to people you trust people who you can really speak openly with. And if you're the family member, a younger person with a a loved one who's over those ages, who's a senior, develop the habit of asking that person to tell you about their finances. That's really the biggest step, Lisa. Uh, I know you uh, uh, and your listeners care enormously about this topic, and I know you've um, talked about your... Uh, 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 Uncle Julian Bent, the World War II veteran, mm-hmm. not a victim of this type of crime, but just a, a World War II veteran. That's the type of person we spotlighted in this series of stories. When we looked into this crime, we found many were very much akin, Lisa, to your Uncle Julian. Yeah, I saw that story about Paul, and you follow him from the aftermath of World War II, where he helped rebuild France, and then he comes back to Chicago, dedicates his time and his money to his older brother because he was injured during the war, and and he's you know he's a working guy, he worked at the Garfield Park Conservatory, and you know he wanted to open his own nursery. Instead, he stayed in the same Northwest Side home where he grew up. Never married, watched over his aging parents and his disabled brother until their deaths left him alone. And then, lo and behold, he's 80 years old and and he gets taken advantage of. And I understand that this is more prevalent in black neighborhoods. Why is that? Well, first of all, the data about race and demographics is limited, but it does appear in Chicago, Lisa, that, yes, This crime is more prevalent 
in black neighborhoods. We looked at 2,263 Chicago police reports of elder financial exploitation dating back to 2001, and we found that more than half of them were in the traditional middle-class black neighborhoods on the south side of Chicago, such as Chatham, Burnside, Avalon Park, and others. And we talked to experts, and they, they told us, be cautious about you know, sweeping interpretations with that very small uh, 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 set of cases, 2,263 cases, not a lot, frankly. However, they told us that there are racial and ethnic disparities in financial literacy that are very understandable, um, that have to do with whether people are used to handling wealth and whether they've been um, adequately educated in general. And um, so there are a lot of um, uh, 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 cards against the black homeowner in Chicago who has got some sort of wealth, and uh, there are certainly, we found, a growing number of predators who circle around all elderly people. And that's what our story is trying to uh, ring the bell about. We're trying to draw attention to what we felt was a growing and urgent problem. Yep, and so the story continues about this World War II vet, and he's gassing up his car. He's 80 years old. A 27-year-old woman approaches him. They have a conversation. She seems friendly. Let's have coffee. Then she says, I have cancer. I can't afford treatment. And over the course of five years, she and people who were accomplices swindled him out of all the money. So now he's in a state nursing home, the ward of the state, when he was well set to take care of himself well into his 90s. And that's the story. You need to read it. Where can people find it? Tell everybody, David, where this is published. This is published. And thank you so much, Lisa. And thank you for, to your listeners. This is published on injusticewatch.org. We are a nonprofit, nonpartisan uh, investigative newsroom in Chicago that covers the courts. And we've also published this uh, with the great cooperation of the Chicago Sun-Times and also Block Club Chicago has published this. Thank you so much for the work that you do, David, and thanks for joining us today. Great to be here with you. Thank you. And speaking of the elder members of our society, Charlotte, are you listening? Charlotte called in the other day when it was so hot. She was in one of those, you know, electric chairs, not, you know, like a recliner. Not and the electric helps, chair. Yeah. <laughs> not like, what, what are those called again? It's the, the assist, get up assist sort of chair, right? Yeah, yeah. We call them again. the granny getter outers. The granny getter outer. She was in a granny <laughs> getter outer. That's what she was. And the power went out and she couldn't get out. And she chatted with us on the phone and she said it was hot in her apartment and I... I worried about her all night. I woke up in the morning worrying about her. We solicited her for, we please, Charlotte, call. We did that yesterday. This was the time she called the day before. And so, Charlotte, if you are listening, will you please call us and let us know that you're okay because we're still thinking about you. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago.